Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And today we want to talk about something that I've been thinking a lot about, and um, Sherry helps me to balance this. And (laughs) this is going to be a discussion that we um, work through. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I definitely want understanding and openness, but right. it's also a topic that can be challenging because we, yeah. we often already have formed where we feel we are mm-hmm. and it can be hard sometimes to consider different perspectives. Yes. And you might be thinking, well, what? <laughs> You're hedging around a lot, David. Now what I'm getting this? nervous. <laughs> what is this? So this is a good one though. Um, what I've been thinking a lot about is victimhood yeah, and overcoming victimhood. First, of course, just really understanding what it is Mm -hmm. and then not leaving you there, but what do we do? And in this sense, this is everybody right? at times and in places in our lives and much of it justified. So this isn't meant to be like if you've ever felt like a victim, you're not. Or you've ever been in a space where you've had abuse or maltreatment or right. you know, you've been hurt in some way. We're trying to get you out of that mentality. Out there's of, there's legitimate out of the holding on to it right. and the negative effects that can come as a result of holding on to it and not being able to move through that space, right? right. Being a victim is one thing, right? Having had something happen to you, that's one thing. Right. So the but challenge holding is holding on to victimhood, that. right? Yeah. Kind of steeping yourself in it, getting comfortable there. Yep. And not now, what do I do? You know, how do I move forward? Right. Um, that's the tricky part. You could almost say, being a victim, how do I not go into victimhood despite yes. being a victim? Yes. In other words, kind of, it's a where is your power? Exactly. Ultimately. And this is this is made trickier too by when whatever happened happened. How close is it? How did it impact relationships? Because it takes a while to just get out of actual being a victim from something that has been very hurtful or harmful. Right. And so if we can somehow differentiate this, I think this will be really helpful that you can be a victim and we still want to avoid a victim mentality for the negative side effects that brings. Right. And so hopefully right. as we talk about this, those two become a little bit more clear because at one point or another, we're all victims. Mm-hmm. But if we get stuck in a mentality, how does that impact our quality of life? Exactly. Beyond the thing that's happened. Exactly. And I love what you're saying because obviously this is, is a topic that is very... Um, comes up a lot with betrayal trauma, right? Right, Because there is uh, some, betra- there's betrayal. There's betrayal. There's uh, mistreatment, yep. right? 
Um, and I, and so this is a, let's consider, let's consider where you may be at, where you may want to just look at things. Are there things, are there ways that I can right. show up differently for myself right. to regain my power in my life instead of handing that over to someone else who maybe they're working on things, maybe they're not. Right. But anytime you put your power in someone else's hands, you're going to lose because they're not perfect. Right. As again, as we look at that, right? I've I've had clients, I've had people that struggle a lot with this concept of um, you know, I've had clients that said don't ever don't ever use the word codependent with me because I didn't know that this addiction was going on. I had no idea. Right. Right. And so then the conversation is what is triggering about this space. Right. And you may not have contributed to that betrayal. Right. That's not the only thing that has to heal in this, uh, in this situation. Right. Like if we've talked a little bit, I, I know we've talked in past episodes a long time ago, we've, kind of giving you the visual of my Venn diagram that I do, where there are three circles in rebuilding and healing after, after addiction and betrayal. And sometimes we think about, uh, we think about relationship as being two circles that overlap and that overlapping space is the relationship that's inaccurate and unhealthy. Um, because if one person removes themselves and you've got a hole. There's just all these kinds of problems that they're not in, in your circle as much as you think they should be is overlapping as much, right? Really what relationship and what healing and all these things, there are three separate entities that have to be healed. There's, there's you, there's the other person and there's the relationship. And so when we can differentiate between us, what's, like what's our stuff that needs to be healed? What's their stuff that needs to be healed? And what is relationship stuff that needs to be healed? We're going to get a lot better, you know, bang for our buck. And we're not going to get stuck as much in I can't move on because right. there's these there are these relationships. And it helps us to be able to identify, okay, so maybe there was a betrayal um, that happened that is affected relationship affected me, but also let's look at, okay, can I be differentiated enough from the relationship and the other person enough to see, um, how could I do things better in my relationship? Right. And I like the same concept, the way in my brain it, it works is with buckets Yes. and this idea that you have your bucket right in front of you. Mm-hmm. But only you can take from that bucket. It's like it's out of reach. Nobody else has access to take from that bucket. It's a it's a very sacred space. And and I like to think you and your higher power yes. that is the bucket. And over on your right or left, kind of in your periphery, is the relationship bucket. But it's it's not the one right in front of you. In other words, it's not the most important bucket in your life. And you have to kind of turn your head to see it. And that bucket, both contribute, mm-hmm. both take. Yeah. And so you can have an experience where your partner comes along with a sledgehammer and just smashes it. And it, mm-hmm. it can't hold water or trust in this case. 
Right. And the only way to even begin rebuilding is to piece by piece put that back together, bond it, wield it, glue it, <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, visual you like. And then once it's back together, hopefully it can hold trust or water and drop by drop, we start to fill it back up. But all during this process, your bucket is still the one front and center. And so, you know, because of podcast episodes, we like affirmations and the original are, yes, I am a child of God. My worth is a hundred percent. I'm lovable as I am. I can manage my emotions in healthy ways. And the final yeah. one is I am responsible for my happiness. And so right. this idea that your bucket, that circle, your circle is the one that determines your happiness. Yes. The relationship can add, but it yes. can't take. It's, it's almost like the worst your partner can do is completely destroy the relationship. Yes. Not you. And that differentiation, I know it sounds kind of maybe obvious, but when we're in it, it's really hard to separate those two it's out. I feel like your life might be over. My life is over and I am waiting with great anxiety on pins and needles for what they're going to do before I can feel good, be happy, move on, find peace or rest or whatever. Right. And we don't want that to be the holding pattern you're in. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know where they're right. at. They may move forward. They may need a while being where they're at. They may move backwards. Right. Either way, we want you to feel empowered. We want you to feel not like you're not going to be sad or mourn or grieve because that's an important exactly. relationship, right? Yeah. Or and, even feel anger. Or anger. Right? Absolutely. Just to have your power back. Yes. And so this is a... And this is what I love so much about this is because I think, you know... It's important, and and again, with something like betrayal, something like that, where you didn't know what was happening, all of a sudden you know, right. right? That's a really big deal, and especially in situations where you have been gaslit about right. its existence, right. um, that it's even been a thing, and you've been made to feel the one that is crazy, or the one that is you know ridiculous, or the one that is you know, you're making this up or you're the one that's bringing all the problems to the situation. You just make it bigger than it is. You know, all of these types of things you, um, this could feel, this topic can feel triggering. Right. Because now somebody's coming in here telling you like, maybe you have a part in this contribution or there's something that you can look at and change, right? That can feel very, very triggering um, because you were absolutely victimized and you've been told for so long that you weren't and that right. that wasn't even a thing, right? And so this is why I think this topic is so very tricky because you absolutely were victimized 100%. And we also want to see, we also want to look and see, okay, can you move forward from that? We don't want you to get stuck there right. because that's where everything comes to die. <laughs> And you just right. can totally shut down in that space and never be able to move on. And so this is a space of saying absolutely 100% it happened. It should never have happened. It should not have happened. Yeah. Right. And, and also we want to make sure you have your power to move forward and not get stuck in the negative effects of that situation. Right. Right. I hope that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Separating it's kind of those like, out. Kind of like someone like 
chops your foot off or runs over you with a car, right? Like, if you don't do anything different, right, you're going to bleed out there. Yeah. You know, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to bleed out. And it can feel when you get hit by a car, like this, uh, this is not my fault. Like this never should have happened. Right. You know, all of those things. And right. it can, and there's tons of emotions that come with that. And a lot of pain, grief, anger, a lot of things you have to work through. But if you choose not to make shifts or changes and be responsible for your own part of that healing, then whatever level you choose not to do that is going to affect you. You may right. be able to walk again because you got work for your broken ankle, but you didn't get help for your punctured lungs, so you will never really run again or climb right. a flight of stairs, right? So, And I know that tons of you are doing so much work around healing from the betrayal trauma. It can feel like you know, we're putting something else on you or there's something, but we want to make sure you're getting all of the parts of you healed and that you can separate out that space between being victimized and, um, getting stuck there. Right. right. Which is a tricky thing to talk about. And I'm glad Sherry's helping me to talk about this quite <laughs> honestly because I think her perspective is really important in this. And if it were just me, I don't know that I would communicate it as well. But she knows what she's talking about in terms of, let's say you get hit by a car, mm -hmm. and now you yes. have healing that you need to go through. Well, being angry that it happened is normal and natural. Getting right. stuck in it now starts to prevent healing. You know, yes. It wasn't fair what happened. It right. should not have happened what happened. And yet... You still have to work on recovery. You still have yes. to work on healing. That analogy you used a long time ago, I don't know if it's in our podcast or not, but you know, let's say he's driving, he runs the red yes. light because he's texting or not paying attention. The car yes. hits on your side, uh -huh. you get the broken back, you have to go into traction, you have to learn to walk again. It wasn't your fault. And yet, mm -hmm. if you don't do the healing, there just won't be healing. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can try and sometimes they're really good <laughs> at trying and being honest and open and willing. Sometimes it takes them a while. Sometimes yeah. they're in their own sort of. Sometimes they get offensive about it for right, a while right. or they're in too much shame to engage in the ways that they need to engage. It's all sort of broken and now they, they just feel terrible and worthless and which isn't very good for healing because they're not showing up and, right. and what do you do? What can you do? Um, ideally they're being wonderful and honest and moving yes. through the process, <laughs> but don't allow your recovery to be dependent upon where they're at. Right. And, and that's sort of what we're talking about again, whether it's the circles or the buckets, don't forget the most important bucket in your life is the one right in front of you. It's right. yours and you have a lot more power maybe than you think. And this isn't to say everybody listening, nobody's taking their power, nobody's doing this right. the right way or something. No, yes. that is not at all. Um, just something to consider. Something to consider in terms of what we see as therapists working with clients, issues that we see that we want to bring up and talk about. This has been a big one Yeah, for me. So not everybody maybe is needs to worry about it. Right. And those that do, again, you're on a spectrum. Like they're... You may be 
nearly perfect, but you've got right. this, you know, ripped off piece of skin on your foot that, you know, you haven't addressed yet and it will get infected if you don't eventually, right? You know, some of you might be dealing with the broken leg version or broken back version where you're really struggling with this um, space of putting all your power in their court um, and not addressing it um, at, at all that you're giving them that power, you know, yeah. and the, or it could be somewhere in between, right? There's a, there's a big spectrum. Yep. Um, so, and in those cases, I think it is just always best practice, right? To say, okay, well, let's listen to this and let's yeah. kind of see where I am. And the thing that is about um, happens with healing, I feel like too, is the more that you heal, the more space you have to look at things like this. Right. So again, the very, you know, you get hit by that car the first week, you were not thinking right. about all of the things, right. right? You're just trying to make it through right. and, and survive. Um, and then the more healing that you're doing, the more you are open to some of these spaces. So I know in my personal life, as I've gone through challenging circumstances and situations that I will be working, I, I will think there's no, I have no part in this space, right? Like the, there was nothing here, but as I'm able to heal from the trauma that's happening or, you know, I've created more safety for myself and I have good boundaries around that type of thing not happening again, you know, and you get further into that healing, you can look back and go and see, oh, okay, you know, I have something here that I could work on. I wasn't 100% perfect in said circumstance, right, or said relationship, and I can work on those things. Now, does that mean that the things that were done to me were like, oh, well, that makes, that means it's fine, right? No, we're not getting into all or nothing thinking here. Right. We're saying, yeah, I can see um, that I have a tendency to do this sometimes and that that didn't help the situation or it's not my best self who I want to ultimately be as my best version of me. And right. so I'm going to work on that. It may be related to the circumstance. It may 100% not be related to the circumstance um, in particular. Right. Right? Like there's no point at which you, you know, you may be uh, feeling, you know, getting a little defensive when you guys talk about something that's hard. That does not mean that, oh, well, now it's totally negated and it's totally fine that they betrayed right. you in some really massive way. Right. right. It's, it's a weird sort of place to be where um, because you are a legitimate victim, yes. we don't want you to get stuck in victim mentality. Right. It's this really interesting yeah. Like you have every reason to be, and it yes. does not serve you if you do. Just it's, kind it's of like very, the forgiveness piece, right? Yeah, like when uh -huh. we talk about forgiveness and like it's legitimate to decide, like I don't want to forgive you because right. blah, blah, blah. But right. it really ends up being for you. Right. Right. And it changes your quality of life to forgive, yes. maybe not necessarily theirs. And that's kind of, yeah, where we're coming from. And it's interesting. You see this a lot with people who are healthy and have gone through divorce that they kind of hit these spaces at the beginning of the divorce where like, oh, it was awful. They were really terrible, you know, but if they're really healthy, eventually they kind of, they heal enough to work through the point that they can look back and go, okay, 
where was I not perfect in relationship? Right. Where do I need to make sure that I am doing things differently in the future? And why? For what purpose? So that they have a better quality right. of life, right? right. So not to I have justify a better quality the perpetrator. Of life. Yeah. No. It's for their own life. Yeah. Exactly. And yes. honestly, I mean, this will be... And if you are in relationship, right? If they were to continue a relationship, if they have co-parenting, whatever, right. they can show up differently. Right. Right? And and that helps the relationship for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, or even being able to at some point, you know, say, hey, you know, I realized I was not... You know, I didn't show up the best all the time, and I want to apologize for that. I know a lot of divorced people who it's safe enough, right, yeah. um, in their relationship that they can get to that point and that they can say something like that, right? And that is a beautiful cleansing, healing process for the for the relationship as well. Right. But even if that's not the case, this is really it's really for you. It's yeah. it's really for you. And and honestly, we would not start. Let's say we want to do a podcast on, I don't know, sexual addiction and betrayal trauma. Yeah. We, we wouldn't make the first episode <laughs> this episode. So this is, I mean, you look at our early episodes and it's steps to recovery. It's boundaries. Yes. It's time and space. It's some really important things to, to happen. Well, now this will be episode 90, 91, right up in there. Yeah. We can absolutely safely at this point, I believe, approach this would be inappropriate earlier. It, it, Absolutely. We're not bringing people into the office who discovery was two weeks ago and they're having a hard time yeah. just functioning. Let's consider how you're being a victim. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not no. at all. This is like healing has been yeah. happening. Boundaries have been happening. You know, we have 90 podcast episodes yes. at least before <laughs> this. So please. So if you're, this is a, if man, you know, we've been working, but like, or I've been working and I'm feeling a little bit stuck. Like I'm yeah. not moving forward or we're not moving forward in the way I was hoping. Then we go, okay, maybe consider this. Like, just like, let's look at it. See what, see what fits. Yeah. As, as in with everything else. Right. Right. It may be a little bit challenging, but trust how you feel about this. And yep. if there's something in this that will be helpful for you. Or if you have been feeling a little bit stuck, or I would even say maybe a little bit dependent upon the attitudes yes. and behaviors of your partner to be a certain way so for you, you to feel, feel okay. okay. That's what we want to address. This is what's been on my mind. And I appreciate for sure Sherry's perspective in approaching this in a way that hopefully resonates more. Yeah. So we're definitely going to spend a couple of episodes yeah. talking about this and getting into the nuances. And again, I think a lot of that reasoning behind taking some good solid time with it is to, again, come from that perspective of this is, this may be something, either a 1% something or a 90% something, or it may not be, it may be a 0% something that you need to cons consider yeah. if you'd like yeah. to improve your quality of life. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, we're definitely going to try to use as gentle language as we can, because again, I know how triggering that can be for someone who has been gaslit for so long to believe that they are the problem, the only problem. Right. And right. if they didn't make, if they had made the bed, then I wouldn't have, you know, slept with someone else. Right. Which is so completely ridiculous. Right. But we, we want to try to address it in a way that, so that, you know, we just want you to be able to live your best life. Right. Right. 
um, it, it really have is the best you, quality of life. That that's the irony because you are a victim. Um, being victimhood resilient is going to make such a big difference. Yeah, for and sure. So hopefully these next couple episodes will be helpful. This is probably a pretty good disclaimer, I think. Yeah, it, they might be super helpful, and you might make tons of changes. They might, might be say, helpful in the me. way that you look at this and go, you know, because this is this is kind of my philosophy of of um, of life is, you know, okay, share it with me. Like, let's see. Yeah. Let me look let's at see. it, yep. dig into it, and and check in with myself constantly. Okay, do I need to shift? Maybe it's a little bit. Maybe it's a lot. Or maybe I'm like, you know. Looking at that, and I'm feeling like I'm in a really good place with that. I appreciate the feedback to just kind of check in with myself and be able to, you know, make some hard changes if needed, or to be able to say, "I'm I'm that's great. I'm feeling a really good place with this. I'm so glad." And it may just serve as a reminder. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're excited to start talking about this. getting into some of these episodes and and working on them and through them with you um and hopefully we can do so in a way that is inviting um to you to be willing to consider some um hard things or maybe they just won't be things for you at all yep but we appreciate you know your willingness so stay tuned okay we'll see you later thank you for listening to two therapists talking We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.